Hey mama, stop what you're doing right now and join my birth classes. It is open enrollment and it's a special one because we have added some extra new bonuses just for you. And hint, hint, don't forget that insurance may reimburse you and you can also use your HSA or your FSA to pay for birth classes. So it's a no brainer. If you join this week, you're gonna get not only a huge discount by using the code BIRTHQUEEN, all in caps, cause you know you are, but you're also going to get six or seven bonuses. Bonus number one, you're gonna get 30 days free in my mama membership, which is where all the magic is happening. After 30 days, you can leave us if you want, boo hoo. Or you can stay with us for 19 a month. And some of my mamas stay with me for years, if that tells you anything. You're also gonna get bonus number two, which is my newborn academy. Bonus three, the birth coach class. Bonus four, the postpartum recovery roadmap class, along with some other bonuses. And if you join by Friday night at midnight, you're gonna get my birthing waves, which is a brand new course and it's guided meditations for labor and beyond. Brand spanky new and I'm so excited to welcome you in. Don't forget, we hang out with all of our students every Wednesday. We have a pregnancy hangout via Zoom where you get to see my face and my doulas every single Wednesday. I'll see you on the inside. Go to labornursemama.com forward slash the word calm, C-A-L-M, labornursemama.com forward slash calm. I'll see you on the inside. So she opens the door and she takes me to a room, except for she doesn't know where she's going. So we go to like the wrong hall. We have to turn around and go back. We find someone else. This other person, you know, starts to get me on, on the right route. She's like, do you want a wheelchair? And I was like, if, you, if anyone tries to put me in a wheelchair, I will kick it out of the way. Like, no, there will be no wheelchair. <laughs> Today's episode on the birth experience with Labor Nurse Mama is one that I am so excited to share with you guys. This is a recording from a live stream that we did on Facebook. We are trying to do some birth stories over on Facebook as much as possible. It's a new thing for us, so we thought let's share it to the podcast. Listen in as Liz shares baby number two's birth story. It is pretty incredible. I am so proud of her. She is a student in Calm Labor, Confident Birth. She came to us wanting to be empowered to make decisions and to own her labor and to love her birth. So listen in as Liz shares her story of her birth on the floor. I am so excited for your story. Like literally when you shared your story, I had tears flowing (laughs) and goosebumps and I'm just like, you go girl. So I figured what we'll do is go back, uh, tell a little history, like what number pregnancy and just how you ended up finding us and just tell your story. Yeah, I'd love to, Trish. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited too. I've been <laughs> smiling all day just thinking about it. Oh, um, so this was my second pregnancy. Let me start a little bit. Uh, so I live in the Cleveland, Ohio area with my husband and a dog and and my son who's 21 months. So with this being my second pregnancy, there were some things I was just you know, looking for. And a lot of it came from when I delivered my son. And with that delivery, I mean, really everything went well. Like I couldn't complain. Like it was, it was smooth. He and I were both healthy, no complications. 
you know, everything went, you know, if you look at it smoothly, but afterwards my recovery was a little bit rough and looking at it, I thought, you know, I wonder if this has to do not so much with having an epidural, but the position I delivered in and things like that. And so when I did have him, yes, I I delivered on my back. I had pubic symphysis pain my whole pregnancy. And so going in, I I had seen a physical therapist and like, try not to deliver on your back, you know, side, side lying would be best. And so when I got into the hospital bed and I got my epidural and I was feeling good, they're like, well, my husband was like, Liz, don't you want to lay on your side? And I was like, oh no, I'm in this, this position on my back. It's, it's fine. That's where they want me. Like, you know, whatever. So I delivered him on my back. And then afterwards, some of the, you know, problems with recovery were like, yes, I tore, but that was the least of the problems. But I had really bad tailbone pain for probably six months after I delivered him. And I think that, you know, I think that was just the position I was in and no one thought to, to like raise me up a little bit or get me in a, just a slightly different position so that I didn't have that pain. My legs were so swollen afterwards for like a week and it, it hurt to just like sit and nurse him and things like that. And so those are the reasons that I was kind of looking for something else. And I, I just wanted to be in control of of my labor and delivery at least as much as you can be and kind of be educated so that I you know knew things to look for knew what to avoid and you know of course if if things needed and I had to get a c-section or something like that I I knew when it was you know right to say yes and when I should say no and and that's what I wanted so that's a little bit about me and my background and and where we are so uh yeah yeah so you come across our course and you jump in our yep. course and did any of your plans for your birth change or did it just like come alongside what you already felt and reinforce that or do you feel like there were things that you were like oh wow I didn't even think of that because it sounds like you yeah. were already researching yeah there was a ton that I didn't know once I started the course so I'll even back up a little bit too so like when I got pregnant this time around I went in and I had to find a new new practice because we had moved from South Carolina to Ohio so when I found a new provider it was an OB and I really liked her except for the the first appointment that I had with her she said like well you know when you're getting close to your due date if I'm on call we'll go ahead and induce you so I can deliver you and I was just like what what and I think if I right like you know and one thing that I definitely learned in your your course is like when you you can say no and you can question them and oftentimes they'll go with it so I very well could have been like oh no that's not what I want and she may have been like fine I don't know but I ended up switching providers to to a midwife and that's when I started your course like right around the, the same time and I learned so much so yes, I knew that I wanted to be in control of things and I knew that I wanted to try an unmedicated birth because I thought that would give me the best chance of having that control. But just the course taught me so much. I'm, you know, type A, like I want <laughs> I want to have everything like all lined up. And so it just helped me learn like, okay, these are the stages of labor. So I know what's happening to me when it's happening. This is the different things that I can try to get in a good position and get comfortable and get through the pain. I didn't know any of that. You know, I just knew that I wanted to have an unmedicated birth and I wanted to have some control over things as best I could. And and I learned all of that. Let me stop you there. You know, I get hundreds of DMs of people like saying, Mm -hmm. I really want to have this birth. And I'm so encouraging of that. But you know me, I'm like, you have to take a class. Like there's no options. Otherwise, do you feel you would have gotten the birth that you got 
if you had just had the desire to be in control, but not the education or the support. Because I feel like our community, we add the support mm -hmm. in as well. Yeah, I know. I, I don't think I would have had had those things without without the course and the support and the education and all that. I mean, who, who knows? <laughs> but to be honest, I think I would have had a really traumatic once we get into like what happened and yeah. uh, how things went. I think that <laughs> I can't wait to get into it. Okay. <laughs> I think I can imagine how poorly that would have gone if I didn't know what was happening to me and what I could yeah. stick up for for myself and, and tell yeah. what I wanted to do and go from there. So that's everything. Like I, so, you know, I've been doing this fearless birth experience because the courses are open for yeah. live enrollment right now. Yeah. And I've been telling the moms like knowledge, yes, it's power, but you have to be able to apply it as well. So it's a combination of a desire to own your birth, then having the education, then being willing to apply it and to like yep. lean into your birth experience. So now everybody is like probably dying to hear it all. So <laughs> go ahead and walk us through the end of your pregnancy. Like how yeah. far along were you? What was happening? They all like everyone always loves, loves to hear like, did you have some pre-labor signs or labor signs? Or did you yeah. do cervical exams in your appointments? Like all of the things. Yeah, so, yeah, so I'd be happy to. So I had a really uneventful pregnancy. Everyone, you know, we were both healthy and, and all that throughout it. No, no complication. Going back to my son, I did deliver my son about 10 days early. So that does, I think, play a little bit of a role in some of the decisions I made. I think 37 weeks and two days, I had a little bit of leaking. And so I wasn't sure if I just peed <laughs> or if my water broke or not. So I ended up going into the hospital to get checked. And I had not had any sort of cervical exam or anything like that, just typical exams, just checks and blood pressure and all that. So go in, they do a couple of tests to, to see, and my water had not broken, but they didn't even do a cervical exam because I didn't really want one. And so that was 37 weeks, go to my 38 week exam. And because my son was so early, I kind of wanted to know, you know, where are we? Yeah. And that sort of thing. So the my that type A again, right? Yeah. Just just kind of want to know. <laughs> Knowing yeah. that it doesn't really mean anything, but yeah. I just am curious. So my midwife was actually just palpating my belly to see like what position the baby was in. And she's like, oh, baby's really dropped. Like baby's really low. And I didn't know the gender. That's why I'm referring to baby as baby. Yeah. But she's a she. So she's checking. She's like, oh, that's like really low. And I was like, okay, let's do a cervical exam. So she did a cervical exam and she's like, oh, the baby's low. <laughs> and so the whole plan with this pregnancy was, of course, I wanted to go unmedicated. I wanted to labor at home for as long as possible. I, you know, wanted to use like water, you know, get in a bath at home, get in a bath at the hospital, that sort of thing. But one of the big things in my midwife was totally on board was stay at home as long as possible. That's the kind of the best chance of having an unmedicated birth. But when she checked me, she was like, don't wait, just don't wait. Just when you start having contractions, you need to go in the hospital. Okay, great. <laughs> Sounds like a problem. So she said I was four centimeters dilated, 70% of face, I think, and baby was at like plus one station, like pretty low. That's very low. Yes. So it was like, okay, something in this baby's coming, like I might have a day and, and, and stuff, but baby decided to wait. So a whole week went by and we went in for my, my exam. I was actually 38 weeks, six days. We went in and basically same 
position baby still really low, you know, I'm maybe a little bit thinner, dilated about four to five centimeters, we decided to do a membrane sweep. So she did the membrane sweep and, you know, nothing happened then. My water didn't break or anything like that, thankfully. So I went home and then the next day I had off from, from work. And so I got so my son So you're still to, working up to this point, four yeah. centimeters with a low baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thankfully I was like really taking it easy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like working a few hours a day, and, but yes, I was still technically working and all that. So, yeah. So it was, a fr it was Friday. It didn't work. So after the little one gets to school, I'm like, I'm just going to kind of relax a little bit. You know, I think this is going to happen soon. I want to be ready and, you know, have like my energy and stuff like that. My husband was golfing. Looking back, that might have been a mistake, but it all worked out. So yeah. I decided to take a walk. So I just walked outside my neighbor my neighborhood. I ha again, I had the pubic symphysis pain, so I didn't do any like curb walking or anything like that. But baby was very low, yeah. so I mean, it was fine. No need to engage. No need. So. After I walked, I just kind of went back in the house and sat in my recliner and was like, I feel kind of, you know, like crampy. Like these aren't contractions, like, oh gosh, this is happening. But like, you know, something might be happening soon. Prior to that, I hadn't really had any like real, anything that I was worried about contractions. I certainly was having Braxton Hicks, but I kind of recognized them as Braxton Hicks. And those were happening probably a month prior to, to delivery. Mm -hmm. And so these were similar, but kind of just... A little bit more like steady throughout the day and there was no start and stop it was just a generalized like cramping so I just tried to drink a lot of water and decided you know let's just like rest again like I don't this isn't like true labor contractions like I had with my my son so we're just gonna hang out so we did our normal routine had dinner the husband and I went downstairs and we're like watching tv and same just like crampy but nothing nothing really else happening so we decided to go upstairs and go to bed we lay down and we're just kind of chatting and they're starting to get a little bit stronger but still nothing like a start and stop you know, I'm like, okay, well, let's just go to bed. And then I think I went up, got up and went and used the restroom, went back in bed. And I was like, oh, that was a, like a real start and stop, but still not like a, like can't talk yeah. contraction. So we had to have my parents come up to watch the toddler while we're in the hospital. So we called them, they're 40 minutes away. And I was like, okay, I think, you know, I think we'll be okay. These aren't like painful yet. Like just call them so they're you know get on their way and we start to get things ready so like I had to put pillowcases on a, a bed we had to you know get the bags like fully in the car I wanted to eat a snack that sort of so I go to put the pillowcases on the bed and I have like a can't talk contraction I'm like oh no so I yell for my husband I'm like Kevin Kevin we can't wait <laughs> we can't wait for my parents so luckily we had a neighbor on call that was available so we called her and she like ran over to the house right away I remember when she got here I was like leaning against the wall like having a contraction and they were coming like every three minutes and I mean this all happened so within they went from not much to all Nothing. hell breaking loose yeah. yes yep and right like within 10 Second minutes babies, I have a man <laughs> yeah. yeah three like strong contractions the neighbors here crap so I'm like Kevin we like we gotta go so we get in the car and so I mean, what I'm is in, Kevin like he is super calm he's like okay Kelly the, the neighbor like here's you know what you need did like, he do your classes with you or the coach class or he didn't do the classes with me but he did the coaches class Okay. Yes. I am. I am so proud of him. <laughs> um, yeah. He, you know, he really, he like, he stayed so calm. So we get in the car, everything's in there. Too calm. You're like, speed uh, it up, please. Yeah. Like, come on, <laughs> we got to go, buddy. <laughs> 
And I remember like buckling up and him like starting to back out. And I'm thinking we really should have put something under me in case my water breaks, but too late, let's go. And I was also thinking, man, we should really have a bucket in here. Um, Because with my son, when I started to go into transition and active, uh, like right before I had to push, I I vomited. And so I was a little bit worried about that, but I was like, well, too late, we're gone. Yeah. No turning back. (laughs) No turning back. Let's go. So he's driving. You can tell he's a little bit nervous, but he's doing really well to stay calm and keep me calm. Because I mean, I think at this point I'm in transition and that's something from your course that was really important to me is like, I knew the stages of labor and like what was happening to my body. And I was like, kind of starting to lose my mind. So I was like, this is not good. Mm -hmm. I want to interrupt you for a second. One thing I love and what I tell you guys is that this is the rule of thumb but this is how it presents and you have to listen to your gut. So I love that yeah. you, even though you've been told like the rule is when it's this, you, your gut said, this is go time and we need yeah. to activate. <laughs> you <Yeah>. weren't waiting <laughs> for the rule. You were listening to your body. And yeah. I love that. That's important, yeah. especially with baby number two. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it was like, I, I just knew. I, I, I absolutely knew. Yeah. So now you're uh, so in the car, no bucket, in the car, no pads, no bucket, nothing under me. It's, 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 yeah. You know, it's going to be a disaster. Right? So I'm holding on to like the thing and like having these contractions and they are so painful and I'm just trying to like breathe and like grunt through them and, you know, again, my husband's staying calm, but trying to, to drive quickly. So just a little bit of a time frame. So it was 9.52 when we called our parents. We noted that time. And then like we were in the car by like 10.05. So evening. at 9.52, you thought you had 40 minutes for parents to get there and then drive to yeah. the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good thing the neighbor was there. So, and I mean, and the, the contractions are like absolutely like at least every three minutes. I mean, they're coming fast. They're coming hard. Even in between, it's just like uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm trying really hard not to panic, but also that transition phase where you do you like lose your mind. And mm-hmm. so I am trying to call the hospital to let them know I'm on my way. And I have it you in are. my phone. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Yeah. I should have had my husband do it. He should have had the number in his phone, but you know, um, I'm just so imagining I, that triage nurse. She, if, <laughs> if someone actually spoke to you, they were probably like, Oh shit, she's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's exactly what they were thinking. Yeah. And so I couldn't even call, like I have the number in my phone is su- it's super easy. It just says Cleveland clinic, Eastside midwives. And I just have to search for one of those words and I couldn't do it. I was like trying to find their number some other way. So I finally get it through and then there's a phone tree and you have to hit the buttons to get there. Well, it took me another like two times. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I kept hitting the wrong button and then having to hang up and start over. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm never going to make it. I didn't know this part of the story, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) I was just pure panic, but trying to keep it together. So I finally got a hold of someone and it's just like an answering service. So she's like, you know, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm in labor. My contractions are every three minutes. I'm coming in. And she's like, and like during, I'm having contractions, like, okay, just talk to me as you can, you know, whatever. So she's like, okay, I'll have the midwife call. So a minute later, the midwife calls and same thing. I'm trying to tell them like, I'm having contractions every three minutes. I'm this far along. This is my name. Can I even get that across? And, you know, (laughs) I'm not sure. So, you know, she's like, you know, just talk when you can, you know, it's fine. And so I get the information across and she's like, you're on your way. Right. And I was like, yes, definitely. (laughs) 
on my way. She's like, okay, good. She's like, I'll have a, a bed ready for you. We're not even going to triage. And then because I really wanted to get in the water before I delivered, I was like, and I know that there's probably not going to be time, but if I can, I really want a room with a tub because there's only one room with a tub. And she's like, yeah. okay, sure, no, no problem, I'll check. Okay, great. Yeah. So hang up. As this is going on, we are going, It you have to get on the expressway to get to the hospital. As we approach the entrance ramp to the hospital, the entrance ramp is closed. There's construction. I absolutely panic because I'm thinking we're going to have to take back roads to get there. Like, let's just stop right now and call an ambulance because we're not good. And yeah. my husband calmly is like, it's okay. I mean, he's like, damn. He's like, it's okay. And he does a U-turn and he finds the other entrance ramp, which is only like, less than a mile away but again like I'm in transition I can't think yeah so he calmly gets us onto the highway luckily it was open uh, but it was down to one lane and people were driving like 30 miles an hour <sighs> so it was extremely I'm, like, I'm palpating right now with you <laughs> it was insane so I'm just again I'm just holding on kind of yelling through the contractions my husband's just like Liz you got this but just super laser focused on driving and getting us there safely yeah. but then like trying to keep me calm we get past the construction and you know we can pick up speed a little bit and we get going and then you know all of a sudden I'm like oh boy Kevin I'm really nauseous and I'm like looking around like maybe there's a bucket in my car I know there's not yeah maybe no bucket there (laughs) I find my son's winter coat oh no (laughs) and I just projectile vomit into the coat for like a good minute it just like doesn't stop Uh. For those of you who are listening, vomiting during labor is the best pushing during labor. (laughs) So when you vomit, you use the exact muscles that you use to push your baby out. So in the labor room, when we see a mom vomiting towards the end of labor, we're like, yes, that baby's coming down. (laughs) In the car, not so good. Guess what? I have a free birth workshop helping expectant mamas get as educated as possible about the labor experience and push like a freaking champ instead of freaking out. Whether you're having your first child or the last of many, every expectant mama wants the same thing. A quick, easy as possible, complication-free labor. It's the whole pushing part that trips us up. Will I know when to begin? Is my pelvis too small? What about all that pain? Well, Mama, as an experienced labor and delivery nurse with 15 plus years of experience, I can say one thing for sure. Fear and anxiety causes labor to slow down. Nobody wants that. I'm going to show you how to avoid that in my free workshop, How to Push Like a Boss and Love Your Labor Experience. We're going to cover everything from pushing faster and more effectively to when to start, the best positions, and how to open your pelvis, even if you have an epidural. Plus, everyone who attends gets a sweet little gift from us just for coming and hanging out. So if you want to learn proven ways to shorten your pushing time significantly, then check out the link in my show notes and join us for this free live class next week. We'll see you there. Yeah, not 
so good. And exactly. So my husband, he probably had to vomit himself after all of that. And he somehow Mm. kept his cool and just kept driving and, you know, trying to keep me calm, just you know, reassuring me, positive affirmations, like, you know, just keep breathing. But in my head, I know, like, this is right when I push, started to push with my son, like, this is not good. And I'm thinking, like, is there a spot to pull over? I don't know. But he's like, we're almost there. We're almost there. And I'm like, you are so lying to me, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. Somehow we make it. And he's, um, as we pull off the exit, he's like literally waving cars out of the way. I'm like, Kevin, I don't think they can see you, but sure. Okay. Luckily, the the hospital is right off the, the exit. So we pull in. He drops me off at the entrance to the hospital. And since I, my water, I thought my water had broken a couple weeks ago, I kind of knew exactly where to go. But I walk in the building and you're supposed to like, there's, it's the emergency entrance and you're supposed to turn left to get to labor and delivery. And so I turn left and there's a, a closed door in my way that wasn't there the last time. And I was like, oh no. Luckily, I think my like, look, there must've been a security guard there or something because the door like just opened uh, quickly, thankfully. And so I start walking and mind you, I'm covered in vomit. I mean, just Mm. covered in vomit. And this very nice gentleman walks up behind me. He's like, oh, did your water break? And I was like, I'm not sure, but I'm in labor. And he's like, okay, it's right. You just go this way. His, his, apparently his wife had just had a baby. So he knew exactly like where to go. So he just like kind of calmly walked me through hospital up the elevator to labor and delivery. And he's like, well, I think you should go, go first. (laughs) I was like, so I, you know check in and the lady's like taking out my information again I'm like I don't even know if I'm saying my name right I, I'm not yeah. sure please just get me in there and she's like okay we're gonna go to room right I don't know please let me in so she opens the door and she takes me to a room except for she doesn't know where she's going so we go to like the wrong hall we have to turn around and go back we find someone else this other person you know starts to get me on on the right route she's like do you want a wheelchair and I was like if you, if anyone tries to put me in a wheelchair, I will kick it out of the way. Like, no, there will be no wheelchair. <laughs> so she gets me to a room and they're like chatting, you know, on their speaker things with the, the midwife and the midwife said, Oh, she wanted a room with a tub. And I was like, don't worry about the tub. <laughs> There's no time for a tub. They get me in the room and backing up a little bit, Trish, I had this three ring binder with all my like birth plan. Yeah. Like you say, it's a birth map <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I have everything in there, like affirmations that I want to hang up in the room, different positions to try so that in case I like forget something, like it's all yeah. there. And I mean, I have this thing ready to go. My type A personality is right there. Yeah. Uh, that walk in the stuff room. excites me. That's why yeah. I, I give you guys so much because I love yeah. printouts of stuff. <laughs> it was so helpful yeah. to have that. I mean, in the moment it it didn't matter, but I was glad I had yeah. it. And I think, you know, it helped me just going through it, just extra reminders of things. Yeah. So I throw that on the couch, you know, they're getting, trying to get people in the room to help. And I just have your, your voice in my head, like about sitting on a toilet. So I was like, all right, Kevin, let's go to the, the bathroom. So I like sit on the toilet and like get undressed. And he's like helping me like take things off. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is bad. Like this baby is coming. Like I might deliver this baby in the toilet. In the toilet. Um, <laughs> in the toilet. So I, that's not going to happen. So I stand up and I start, you know, walking back into the room and the nurses are like, well, how about you get in the bed? Do you want to get in the bed? And I was like, no, I'm not getting in the bed. And so I just kneel down next to the bed and I was like, this is a position that feels right for me. I don't know why, but this is, it just felt right. Yeah. And so thankfully I had a very supportive team and they were like, okay, whatever position you feel comfortable in, like go for it. And I'm like, great. So I knelt down next to the bed and I remember them saying, do you want something under your knees? And normally I'm like a people pleaser. So I'm like, oh no, I'm fine. But I was like, yes, yes, just something, you know? So they like, I remember yeah. them putting pillows or something under my knees. 
just like kind of resting my head on the bed, kneeling next to it. And they just kind of swarm around me. It's calm, but like there's a swarm of people. And so, you know, one person is your midwife in the room. I think she was like almost there, but, but like okay. not quite at that point, but, but soon, I mean, okay. she was like right there. Yeah. So one, one person, but like, did they a have a provider there. in there with you just in case I'm wondering, I'm guessing they probably you know, had, I, don't know. Yeah. I bet they had a hospitalist <laughs> or someone. Cause yeah. I mean, a, yeah. you can tell. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> yeah. I think they all knew. So either the midwife was in there, and I just didn't see her until like she had yeah. a chance to introduce herself, or someone was. I'm not sure, but yeah, they knew. They knew the baby was coming. Yeah. There was no doubt. Yeah. So place Ivy Cather. There's someone like kneeling next to me, like with them doing like the monitoring. I can't even remember. It was it was such a blur. And so I'm kneeling there, and I'm you know having a contraction. I'm just like kind of grunting through it, and I'm like oh man, I like this baby is coming. This baby's coming like right now. That contraction happened. I didn't push. The midwife was like, all right, I, I'd like to check you. My timing's probably a little bit off, but I remember like kneeling there and she's like, I want to check you, but I think you're about to have a contraction. I'm like, can you please wait until I have this contraction? She's like, no problem. So she waited. I was able to get through that contraction. Um, she checked me and she's like, so you're 10 centimeters dilated, but there's still a lip of cervix. And in my head, I'm like, oh no, because I've heard stories of people like where they're told like there's still a lip of cervix and you can't push yet. Like, and I was like, this is not good. Like I have, to, I'm going to have to push. And so I was like, basically like crying, like if I have to push, can I push? You know, like, I, I really think I need to push. And she's like, yes, you can push. It's a really soft lip of cervix. Like, don't worry if you have to push, yeah. you just listen to your body and you push. And I was like, okay, great. So the next <laughs> contraction, I'm like, I'm pushing. So I, you know, and okay, I am. Game time. It is game time. And during during this once I'm at the hospital. So like I said, my whole plan was to go unmedicated. But once I got there, I was like, I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. I'm in so much pain. My mind is going crazy. Like I can't do this. And you know, like I know I can't get an epidural, but I like kind of mentioned it to my husband. He's like, there's no time. So I'm laying there con- contracting and I'm like, how about nitrous oxide? Can someone give me nitrous oxide? And they're, they, I think they just like looked at each other like, they're like, we can't even go get it in time. <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah. I think someone pretended to like stand up to go get something, but yeah, yeah. they were just like, she's so I push and my water breaks and then the next contraction, you know, I push, I feel her crowning. I am screaming to be honest. And thankfully my husband had the understanding of what I needed in that moment. And he got on the other side of the bed. He looked me straight in the eyes and he was like, Liz. So he squatted down too. Yeah. He's kneeling. Exactly. He's kneeling on the other side of the bed. He grabs my hands And he's like, you can do this. You know, he's like, breathe and you can do this. And, you know, the nurses are like, breathe, get, get air to the baby. And I'm hearing you in my head, like, get air to the baby, get air to the baby. Um, my favorite thing. I love it. (laughs) And, you know, I'm, oh, it was very intense, but you know, that ring of fire, I honestly thought that I was like, I don't think I can do this. I think they're going to have to knock me out and pull this baby out of me like for a second, you know, like it was Do you now so intense to my story. Remember when I told you guys that with Lainey, I literally contemplated cutting her out of my stuff yeah. during transition. Yeah. Now you yeah. understand. I understand <laughs> completely. I'm like, Oh, and my I was gosh, logically like, thinking I could cut her out and that would be bad. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking not that I would cut her out, but someone's going to have to cut Someone this baby can. out of me yeah. or to pull it. I don't like, but I'm going to have yeah. to be unconscious for this. Yeah. I can't do this. This um, is way too much. This is too much but 
And for those of you who are still pregnant, that is usually indication that baby's coming now, you know? So when you feel that like out of control, crazy, like maddening thought, that usually means the baby is coming very soon. So inside of our birth classes, we teach the coach and mom to recognize when she's having really crazy thoughts that he can redirect her and or, or whoever's your coach or your partner can redirect you and remind you that baby's coming. This means baby's coming. You're almost done. And I think that's what got me through uh, knowing I am clearly in transition, even if it's hard to recognize and I'm kind of panicking. Yeah. I'm in transition and we're almost there. But again, I was like, I can't do this. But yeah, Kevin, he did great, got me through it. You know, she she crowned. I tried to relax a little when, when that ring of fire happened, but I was like, I got like, so I just pushed kind of hard and like, yep, there's her head. And then another push, there she is. And, and that was that. And I mean, as soon as she was out, it was like just this like intense emotion, like, oh my gosh, I did it. That was awesome. And so the the midwife, she's like, can I pass the baby to you? So I'm kneeling there still. Yeah. She passes, yep, still there. She passes the baby between my legs. And they have it in a towel, I think, just so I don't drop her because she's, you know, slippery. They're very slippery. Uh, yes, very slippery. Yeah. And I'm kneeling on the ground, not even, you know, again, not in the yeah. bed. So I'm kind of holding her in a towel. And you know, when babies come out, they just they look kind of blue. And I was like, is she okay? And they're like, yeah, yeah, she's fine. Like, so we didn't know what the gender was. And so I'm holding her just with this like complete euphoria. And then I was like, wait, I don't even know. Like, who is this baby? Like, what is um, <laughs> So, I mean, it was probably only a few seconds, but it seemed like I lost track of time for minutes. And so I pulled the towel back and show my husband and we both look and we're like, oh, it's a girl. And then I'm just kind of kneeling there, kind of like holding her as close to me as I can. What were you feeling <laughs> right then? Oh man, just like again like that that euphoria like pure joy i am finally meeting my daughter i did this did i do this i did yeah. i did you know like that like, oh my I, god i did, did it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i remember them seeing like we're going to like clamp the cord and i was like no no i want delayed cord clamping and like oh yeah no problem uh, so we waited a few minutes and then she's like so i'm just sitting there holding this this baby like kneeling in an awkward like, okay, position. In a very yeah. awkward position. And she's like, Liz, I think the placenta is coming. Can we clamp the cord? And so we clamped it. Kevin cut it. And then she's like, yeah, the placenta is coming. I was like, oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And she's like, you can push it out if you want. So it came smoothly. And they clamped the cord. And then I was able to, at that point, crawl into the bed and, and lay with my baby. Yeah. I love, love your story. So whenever I do birth stories, I always ask, like, what would you do differently? Is there anything you feel like you would do differently? Bring a bucket. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'm sure your son's jacket probably feels exactly the same way. <laughs> yeah. My poor car. <laughs> no, but in, in reality, like I, I, oh, I do actually know what I would do different. So the pictures that were taken were obviously by a nurse and I'm pretty sure she just They're took amazing, my husband's. Though. They're great. I mean, this was no like photographer. This was just a I nurse. I thought it like, was a photographer, honestly. No, I'm pretty sure she just took my husband's phone like once I delivered and started taking pictures. My one regret yeah. is that someone did ask me like, do you want pictures while this is happening? And I said, no. And I, I do regret that, mm-hmm. which is 
you know, I, like everything yeah. else went, went amazing. And yes, I would have yeah. liked to get to the hospital maybe a little bit sooner, but I don't know how to change that because to you know, me, again, I like, think you got there at the right exact time. Right time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, really perfect. Yep. I, and, and she was I born at 1052. Um, an so, hour later. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I would say is I love that you brought up and we talk about this in our birth classes. So for those of you who aren't one of our students, one of the things that sets my birth classes apart from all others is that we meet every week and we hang out as a group. And one of the things we've talked about before, because we talk a lot about provider communication, because that's infused with every prenatal visit, your birth. And a lot of women get really afraid that their providers are going to push back really hard. And some providers do. So I empower you guys on how to handle that as well. But like Liz pointed out, most of the time, it just takes a no. And that's that. It's done. So I definitely want to say to you guys that there's a couple things that I love about her story. One, they wanted to get her in the bed and she said no. And I tell my students all the time, like they may tell you a lot of pushback when you're not at this point and you're you're being, you know, like if you're at a doctor's appointment, you're like, well, I don't want to get in the bed. Oh, well, you have to get in the bed. But when you're at this point, no one's going to manhandle you. So if someone is like, you need to get in the bed, you need to get on your back, you need to roll over, you need to put your feet in the stirrups, you just don't listen. You just keep doing your things because I promise you, no one will manhandle you at all. So that that is like something I feel is really important. They just let you do your thing. And they adjusted to you. And that's what we do because we're not going to like physically pick her up and put her in the bed, you know, like she's about to have a baby. So I just want you guys to be encouraged that. So someone asked you which birth course you took. Yeah. So I did the calm labor, confident birth course, but I did a lot of the other like smaller courses too. So like the purposeful positioning was probably key just to know like different positions. Of course, I only use one, but to know that, you know, gravity really helps and things like that. And then the newborn class and the postpartum class and the coaches course, I took all of those. So we have two options. You can do the birth class, which does include the weekly hangouts and the community, the support community. And one thing we do offer is a chat, like a DM with me and my doula. So once you hit 37 weeks, you have that option of having like a private DM group chat with us. So we're available to you guys. Now, if it's three in the morning or you deliver within 50 minutes, might not benefit (laughs) you so much, but in that case, you don't need, but we also have an all access pass that gets you everything we offer. So I love your story so much. And your pictures, (laughs) like I can't even tell you how many times I've looked at your pictures. I wish I had pictures like this from my birth. I I don't, I have some, but they're very like obstructed and not like just that, but like this, this picture of you with this smile, I try to explain (laughs) to people this, this is right there. Seeing that is why I feel so blessed to be a part of birth. Like I've gotten to see that thousands of times and it's so amazing when you see that and, and all of you guys will have that moment. 
no matter how your birth story unfolds, if you go in educated and empowered and you are in control, because you are, but if you use that power, you're going to leave your birth feeling like that. And I'm not saying you're going to have a perfect birth and everything's going to go perfectly. But when you make the decisions, you leave feeling empowered and not traumatized. And I think that, like you said before, like your birth wasn't horrible with your son, you know? Right. Are we going to have another baby? That's the question. (laughs) So (laughs) that is the question. I, you know, (laughs) my husband and I had always kind of agreed on two, but as soon as I had her and, you know, got home, I was like, Kevin, I want another. And he's like, I kind of want another one too. Of course, right now we're six weeks in and we're like, oh gosh, this yeah. newborn thing is hard. But I want I want another one. So we'll see. You know, I, I might have so to good. camp. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to camp out at the hospital. But uh yeah, we'll see. It sounds like you two have it down pat, so you'll be able to get there, uh, I think. I, I will say will be number more two fairs. babies are usually faster than any other. Don't I don't know why, but number two babies are like lickety split. Yeah. Well, I'm super glad that you came. I'm so glad that I asked you. I've been wanting to, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it because I want <laughs> I'm to. I'm so glad you did. Um, yeah. yeah. And for those of you guys watching, also we have the courses open for a special enrollment. If you get the all access pass, you're gonna get a one-on-one birth planning consultation with me for free. So that's the bonus for that package. You can go to labornursemama.com and then click on courses, and you can find the information there. All right, you guys. I loved it. Thank you so much, Liz. I'll let, I'll give you a link to the recording so you can have it and tell your husband way to go. We're super (laughs) proud of it. I will. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the birth experience with labor nurse mama. We love sharing birth stories. I hope you enjoyed Liz's as much as we enjoyed sharing it with you. I get chill bumps every time she shares it. If you want to hear more pregnancy, postpartum, birth, and birth stories, hit subscribe and let us know what you think by sharing a review. We love you guys. We'll see you next Friday, 7.30 a.m. Bye for now.